Dead men tell no tales. Fifteen men loaded in man's chest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Drink and the devil had done for the rest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. What will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor? The ship with black sails that's crewed by the damned. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Black Pearl Show, a part of the Caribbean Minute podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films one blimey minute at a time. I'm Scott Artist from ScottArtist.com. No, I'm Heather Artist from BlackPearlMinute.com. Black Pearl the Minute? What is that? <laughs> Black Pearl the Minute. Oh, now it's fancy. <laughs> it's fancy now. The Minute. What is that, like Growing Pains Debone or Stabone or whatever his name was? I have no clue. I don't remember. I think that's kind of what it was. I never really watched that show, but for some reason I know that. You feeling okay today? You sound a little squeaky or something today really your voice isn't quite the normal it's my uh peter brady yeah thing going on what's wrong with that sometimes i channel my brady bunch and i'm growing up <laughs> finally ah finally <laughs> voice depends finally who changing. you talk to i talked to some lady today from work yeah not from work okay for work she had called back it was regarding a donation and gifts to support sea turtles jack's favorite animal and that's Jack Sparrow, by the way. And she said, wow, you have a really nice voice. Really? Yeah. That's weird. She was an older lady. You know the type. You know, you're... You talked to her on the phone or you talked to her in person? On the phone. That's weird. She was from Florida. Shout out to all of our Floridians out there. Huh. And she said, yeah, you have a really nice voice. And I said, why, yes, I do. It's a podcasting voice. <laughs> You should check out our show. No, I didn't say that, but I should have. But yeah, that's what she said. And I said, why, thank you. Thank you very much. Huh. And I said exactly that to channel my Elvis. Yeah. Which, because I knew she would appreciate it being... You didn't say it quite right, though. Thank you. Thank you very much. I didn't... I had to preserve the integrity of my awesome voice, obviously. I see. Anyways, thanks for joining us as we swashbuckle minute 72 of Dead Man's Chess. If that's even a word. I don't think so. Swashbuckle. It's like I got a big old swashbuckle here, and then you show your giant <laughs> belt buckle. But you get the gist. We're here to see if we can, you know, bar brawl our way out of the Twelve Daggers Tavern today. We left on a crazy cliffhanger. Dude about to be cracked over the head with a guitar. A guitar. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> Messing up the Tortuga Pirate Band and that catchy little two hornpipes ditty. A little sad about that. So there's really only thing or one thing to say about that. Let's just say that instead. Because I messed that up. Yeah. In the previous minute, Gibbs joins Jack for a lovely evening stroll while window shopping for a new tricorn hat in the always upstanding Twelve Daggers Tavern. Elizabeth gives a scowl at Norrington after finally regaining her memory after falling off Fort Charles. Jack gives the okay for a little game I call, throws Scallywag off the balcony, and Merle Haggard freezes the action just before one of the Duke boys gets hit with a guitar. That's going to hurt. 
Window shopping means you're looking through the windows, though. He's actually trying them on and then giving them to okay, other people. Okay, he's in the store, you stickler. <laughs> Minute 72 begins with the guitar making contact guitar. <laughs> and a sword standoff. Nothing says good times like a sword standoff. Don't type that into the internet. Norrington yells, come on then, who wants some? Like I said, don't type this into the internet. <laughs> From an, form an orderly line and I'll have you one by one. Like I said, repeat, <laughs> don't type that into the internet. The minute ends with the Flying Dutchman saying, see, this is supposed to be the serious minute, but I just couldn't pass this up. These lines are golden. Like I said, don't type that into the internet. The internets, as a colleague one time would call it. The minute ends with the Flying Dutchman sailing the stormy seas accompanied by organ music. The final shot is an inside view of the ship and a figure in the distance playing said organ. There's a nice transition of the Tortuga Pirate Band music. Kind of two hornpipe sing here. We see the guitar get smashed and then the music kind of reflects that missing instrument. And then it just ends the song. It's in perfect timing though. Does with it's the like action. it was planned that way. <laughs> it's like the party is done. Reality is setting in for Elizabeth and especially Norrington. Yes. So that's good stuff, I guess. I really like the music though. I it's do. It's a little too. sad to see it end. Like I said, I'm gonna loop that bastard. Just play it all the time. What did you think of Elizabeth's reaction when there was this standoff with the swords? Let's say it that way instead of a sword standoff. Sounds less uh, risque. Because Elizabeth and Norrington have their backs against that support post. Yes. The crowd is all gathered around. Wait, isn't that like a Johnny Cash song? The cow... The cowed. <laughs> I don't remember him singing about cows, except maybe five feet high and rising. He did, Chickens, yes. Uh, yeah, cows. there's yeah, cows. Yeah, there you go. There's yeah. cows in that. So it's a perfect Johnny Cash yeah. reference now. Guess I didn't mess it up. But the crowd all gathered around. Yeah. What the hell is that? It's like it's uh, hovering at the tip of my mind here. It won't make that leap. The crowd all gathered round. Don't take your don't take your guns to town. I think that's it. Hey, it's Johnny Cash. I mean, the man in black, kind yeah. of pirate like. He plus he was in the trailer for the other thing. I don't see Johnny Cash as being pirate like though. I just don't. As Billy Joe fell to the floor, the crowd all gathered round. <laughs> there we <laughs> Congratulations. go. Congratulations. And wondered at his final words. Don't take your guns to town, son. <laughs> Or leave your sword at home, Norrington. Don't take your sword to town. There you we had, go. You had to think about that, didn't you? You did. almost said it the way your dad sings it. Yeah, let's not go there. <laughs> it's buns, by the way. <laughs> uh, as a little kid, boy, did I get a crack up at don't take your buns to town. <laughs> that was some good times. Road trips, singing don't take your buns to town. What kind of family was that? That's crazy. <laughs> don't type that into the internet. <laughs> I mean, Norrington, because if we could get back on track, <laughs> yeah, he should have left his sword at home. But no, he grabbed a bottle of rum, thought he could rule the world here. Now he needs Elizabeth to save him. But anyways, before I got like Johnny Cash sidetracked, what was your initial reaction when Elizabeth grabs a bottle and knocks him unconscious? Well, for one thing, she knows he's causing more problems and that he's going to get hurt here. He has too many people on him, and there's no way he can do this. Because they're not going to line up in an orderly, orderly fashion, for one thing. Well, that's true. <laughs> they're just all going to attack the guy. That's like an airplane reference, where they're all like in line. 
<laughs> going to smack that lady who's going insane on the plane, having a panic attack. But I completely forgot what happened. And it was like almost I missed the context of what was going on here. Because it gets back to that scowl that she gave when we first see her appear in the Twelve Daggers Tavern. Because I think Gore Verbinski was setting us up for some misdirection here. Let me paint this for you here. That Elizabeth is angry at him. And that's what we were thinking about in the beginning. Right. Because the fight is like rounding down. Yes. She clunks him and tells the guy she just wanted the pleasure of doing that herself. Right. Because they're all surrounding them. But I was still a bit sold with her performance on that because I forgot what came next. She actually goes from the escape idea, this successful plan of an escape, to an empathetic Elizabeth. In fact, it's almost like we didn't even know that was part of her escape at first. But really, she takes a look at the scene here and says, there's no way the two of us can fight off all these pirates in this bar. Right. So the best thing is... It's if you can't beat them, you join them. Right. You clunk them and act like you were with them the whole time. Yeah. And you go from there. But she then appears behind the guys after they throw him into the pig pen. And the look on her face says it all. It's only backed up by what she says to him. It's like, uh, what has the world done to you comment? Right. You. The other day we had a question as if Elizabeth still cares for Norrington. Yeah. And this right here shows that she does. Exactly, it does. You know, she she saves him from being killed by all these scallywags. I don't know if they would have killed him, but they would have maimed him. Okay. Let's just say that. So she saves him from that by knocking him out. And then she goes to rescue him when he gets thrown into the mud. Yeah, it's two different things here. Because the first save is the, like, the brutal, I gotta do this for your own good. Yeah. And then the other one is like the soft Elizabeth. So you have the hardcore, I'm a pirate, I do what it takes to get the job done. Then also the empathetic, soft version of Elizabeth. Yeah, but in the bar, she still had to keep that that yeah, persona but I'm just of it's being the dichotomy a dichotomy of her personality there. For one thing, being male and for being, you know, fighting still. That didn't she had sell to keep me, that. Though. Her being male. Well, she's still... I look at that and I go, eh, I don't buy that. Of course you don't buy it. I didn't buy it. But you got to figure she's around a bunch of drunk guys. That's true. You know, so they are not seeing straight. That's possible. I did see some of those background guys and they looked a little loopy. Yeah, see? But this is the last place that she could have imagined Norrington being. Right. Goes from commanding, you know, a fleet and also the fastest ship in the Royal Navy to a person feared... By like all pirates, then to wallowing in a pig pen. And getting pity from her. Exactly. That's the big thing. Pity from her. Yeah. Plus we get the creepy stalking Mercer. Yeah. What's up with Mercer, dude? I don't know. He's uh. Do you think he recognizes her? Yeah. Mercer does? Heck yeah. He's not uh part He's not of drunk. idiot crew. <laughs> She's uh, looking snappy in that little outfit there and he's, he's just all, oh, like oh that's kind of cute exactly he's like where can i pick that up and you, i bring up mercer only because we were talking pig pins and it's like an obvious like link there do you think norrington recognized elizabeth i think he did you think or is he kind of mm, that no. kind of looks like her i don't know he got that look he did a double really get- a double eye turn on her I think he's just realized that this is like his low point. And mm-hmm. I don't think he ever wanted Elizabeth to see him like this. Well, of course not. So that's He's what still it is. hoping to win her back. So he's now... It's like his ego thing. 
But Mercer definitely like has been tracking Elizabeth down. Yeah. Because I don't really have much to say about him, except it's just like more evidence that wherever you are, the long arm of the East India Company is there. Yeah. They're everywhere. And he's super sneaky. Look at him. He's slimy. Yeah. And he can report back to Cutler Beckett any time now. Yeah. And then they also go all out with like the evil lighting here. Or I mean, maybe it's not like the lighting by itself, because the lighting would be normal, but it's almost like... Well, the lighting isn't evil, but it's almost <laughs> that hard look that's disturbing. It's like he's giving Elizabeth the evil eye. Yeah. The stink eye. Well, Maybe he's, the evil he's eye. going, the, uh, mm, crook eye or something like that. I've got her now. And Norrington, too, my pretty. Yeah, that's right. That's a good point because they were looking for Norrington. Exactly. There was a warrant out for Mr. Norrington. So now all he needs is Jack and Will. Jack was at the bar. He probably saw Jack as well. Yep. Now he's just missing Will. He's rounding out this guy. Yep. Man, Mercer. And he figures if he follows them, they'll all congregate together. Congregate together. You say that, it just makes it sound like they're in for a good time. They're all <laughs> holding hands, <laughs> skipping down Tortuga Street together. <laughs> Maybe ah, they it's are. a blissful day. <laughs> Congregating. <laughs> Get out of here with that. Is the pig pen a callback to Curse of the Black Pearl? Oh, heck yeah. You think? Yeah. I mean, maybe it is. Why wouldn't it be? That's I'm the same saying. pig pen that Gibbs was in. Yeah, and I say that, too, because in the first movie, Gibbs is found sleeping one off with the pigs. But the link is that a few minutes back, Norrington said he was a chapter behind Gibbs in this, basically the story oh, of his life. Oh, yeah. Well, here's that paragraph in that previous chapter. Yep. Now we can Gibbs join the now. crew. Because Gibbs is where, or Norrington is where Gibbs was. Basically, in yeah. Curse of the Black Pearl. Yeah. Gibbs with the pigs, game. now a drunk Norrington with the pigs. Yep. In fact, I venture to say that's the same Tortuga pig pen like you were saying so from, said. from the movie. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying it. I'm backing no, you I up now. No, I just said it. I know, but I'm backing you up. Because this is where the confusion came with the tavern name. First, it was Faithful Bride Tavern that it was mentioned. Then it became Twelve Daggers Tavern in the video game. But the location is where we would expect it to be in relation to the Faithful Bride Tavern in the first movie. That's why you're saying that. Yeah. Although that's not important right now, the location of that. <laughs> and that's my quote of Leslie Nielsen from Airplane. Because you mentioned Airplane, or I mentioned it. You mentioned it. It's weird that I have to then do my own references and play off that. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I don't like that. It's not fitting. No, it's like I uh, just got to start rolling off a bunch of quotes from Airplane or something. But it's the chapter thing here. Because it's almost like a literal translation of that metaphor when Norrington gets thrown by the crowd. It's also that symbol of reaching rock bottom. Oh, yeah. Good for you, buddy. There's only one way up now. That's up. To be one lifted up by way, the woman you love. One way is up now. Out However of the pig pen. Yeah. Man, he's got to have the woman do it, though. And this is the 18th century And the style. woman he loves who doesn't love him. Yeah, that's just even worse. She now pities him. <sighs> Now he's a pity case. That means it's almost like he's going to have a new moniker. Not Commodore Norrington. The commanding Commodore Norrington. It's pitiful Norrington. Pigpin Norrington. Almost, you know, Norrington's like Eeyore now. If we could put Aww, a Disney thing in here. Eeyore? Well, I'm just saying. That's what's going on. I love you, Elizabeth. <laughs> but she doesn't love me back. Exactly. It's a bit sad. The pigpin scene, since we're on that... Poor Norrington. Actually, that was really him, too. <laughs> Apparently, Davenport like took this part of this stunt here. 
Because he didn't want to let a stunt double do the dirty work. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. So he actually He's was an the one in there. Man. There he is. He's like, maybe Elizabeth will really like me this time. Cross my fingers. <laughs> the, tra- the trainers for the pigs actually created a spa effect of sorts by mixing warm water with mud in the pen to relax the pigs and then uh, make them lie down for a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. That's how they got them to lie down. They're like, hey, oh. guys, nice warm mud. And the pigs are just all, oh, yeah. Oh, ooh, this feels good. Yeah, then they throw Norrington in it, and then in post-production, they added a squeal, which was kind of a small sound effect that was there. Mm. So the pigs didn't even squeal. They were just, uh, why are you in our warm mud hole? (laughs) Speaking of sound effects, too, then we roll into a storm, some thunder, Flying Dutchman, organ music. Wait, on the pigs for a second. What? It looked like he got thrown on the pig, on one of them. His arm kind of went like went over it, and that's when it made a squealing noise. But they probably just kind of made it look like that, huh? I didn't really examine that. I mean, I know he kind of brushed it, but I didn't really get into the pig love. The pig embrace, (laughs) as it's become now known. The pig didn't like it anyway and ran away. He didn't run away. Well, ran around a circle. He didn't want to be held. No, he didn't want to be held. And who knows how many times they'd actually done that. And have to reset that. Get them all to lay down again. Norrington's all, dang it, I said I would do this, but I didn't want to do this five times. But now you ruined my transition for pig love. Don't type that into the internet. (laughs) I was talking about the organ. And then you basically ruined it because now there was like a setup. And all I really wanted to say is I didn't want to dive into the organ music right now. But I had to mention (laughs) it. Because I know if I don't mention it or the Dutchman, you're going to say something. Because we get a much better listen and look in the next minute. And and that's the same with Davy Jones. So we're just going to have to wait. But you just completely just made it build up like I was really going to talk something great about the organ. And then I had to let everybody down as opposed to if you had just let me say that real quick, then you could have bounced back and everybody would have forgotten it. But no, now it's like a sore thumb sticking out there. Shocker. I wasn't going to mention the organ music or... Flying Dutchman or anything like that, by It's the way. a neat scene, though. I do it like is, the effect. But it's not enough to get into That's it at this point saying. in time. That's what I'm saying. That's what I said. It's more I on agree. the saloon and the... The saloon now? This is not a Western. <laughs> That's a tavern, by the way. It's more on the tavern and... The, I said saloon for a reason. But we were talking... Johnny Cash. There you go. So we were... Anyway. Billy Joe walked in. It's more on the tavern and the pink sty than and Norrington and Elizabeth's relationship here. Yeah, exactly. Than the Flying Dutchman. So that's why I didn't want to bring it up. Because the best part is like the whole fight scene that we just went through, the rounding it out, the whole interaction and reunited. Reunited? Reunited. reunited and it, and it feels, feels so, so good, good. Except for Norrington. Actually, this doesn't feel good for them. <laughs> After Elizabeth hits <clears throat> Norrington over the head with the bottle, and then they throw Norrington into the pigsty... The whole tavern crew is all buddy buddy now. Do you notice this? They're all arms over the shoulder. Yeah, They're walking point. in like, oh yeah, everything's good now. But you're missing the point though, because the fight started to round down anyways. And yeah. what they had like, all of these guys that were fighting had consolidated around the disheveled Commodore dude. Yeah, and they could see that he wasn't there to belong. He wasn't there to belong. Yeah, that's Yoda, by the way. (laughs) 
he doesn't belong there because he's the one with the fancy dancy disheveled uh, witch hazel gray wig. And they know that's hoity-toity and he's an officer and stuff or was. And so he became the, this is who we're now rallying against. And so they became all buddy-buddy when they got rid of him. Plus, Every time you say witch hazel wig. Yeah. I think you need to put her little cackle in there. (laughs) Now you just want me to do more work. Yeah. There you go. But the whole bar fight scene. I mean, this was actually stunt coordinator who did this from Curse of the Black Pearl. He was brought back to do this. Oh, okay. Actually, he was involved with basically a number of the movies here. And this was one of his big shining moments is this whole Tortuga brawl. Oh, because it's awesome. It is awesome. His name is George Marshall Rouge. And he was actually born in San Francisco, kind of our backyard stomping ground around oh. here. Worked on the Pirates of the Caribbean 4 film franchise and the Lord of the Rings film trilogy. Really? Yeah, got around a little bit. And no wonder there's that connection with Legolas. Now I'm starting to see it. <laughs> starting to all make sense now. Legolas goes through time because he's, you know, long-lived, mortal. Finally ends up in the Pirates of the Caribbean realm as an elf. He has 82 stunt credits under his belt. Stunt belt. His swashbuckle <laughs> under his swashbuckle belt. Last one was on Stranger Tides, actually, 2011. Oh, besides, really? yeah, besides Lord of the Rings and Pirates of the Caribbean, other notable franchises he's done stunts for include Ocean's Eleven, National Treasure, Mask of Zorro. Oh, good movie. Lethal Weapon, plus favorites of mine like The Sandlot, Rocketeer. Shout out to Rocketeer Minute. And more. Like I said, more than 80. He also has 42 acting credits for extras and small parts. Nothing that was really list-worthy. No? no? Really? No, I tried. He's too highfalutin for that. Mm. Played a pirate, though, on an episode of Married with Children. Was a ship's officer on Heather's second favorite TV series, Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> because, of course, the first Barnaby Jones, as we all recall. I don't, re- I don't remember pirates in, in Married with Children. Not pirates. A pirate. I don't remember a pirate in Married with Children. I'm sure there's a Do lot you? about Married with Children you don't remember. Do you? I don't remember exactly what episode, but it, it does make sense that there would be a pirate in that show. Somebody dressed like a pirate. I mean, it's not like a full-fledged like pirate. Yeah. show? What do you think this is? You think somebody's actually a pirate? They're like, hey, neighbor next door. It's a real pirate. No. Get out of here. Just dressed up. Probably is one of Kelly's boyfriends or something like that. <laughs> I didn't look it up. But the point was, he was a pirate. <laughs> And the real point was, is you tried to deflect from me naming your two favorite television shows, Barnaby Jones and Murder, no. She Wrote. No. But his stunt work also goes all the, or his acting, I should say, this acting part, goes all the way back to Black Sheep Squadron in 1976, World War II movie. Or, just said television show. It's a television show. Movie, television show, yeah. Which I mention that because that has Robert Conrad, who I watched in reruns in Wild Wild West when I was a kid and you say i watched barnaby jones but you were watching wild wild west when you were a kid yeah uh yeah i did because they had cool nifty things it's like the james bond of the wild west era how dare you how dare you take that down robert conrad anyways our stunt coordinator here lately it's been about directing and he's done some second unit directing too the dark tower 2019 or 2018 whatever it was great wall you know that matt damon movie yeah Dracula Untold, plus, like I said, he also did Pirates of the Caribbean movies two through four. Not just stunt coordinating, but also like second unit directing stuff. Mm. But back to the fight, that's where the exciting stuff is. 
The entire scene was storyboarded and walked through over a few days with half the actors and stunt people popping in for that time to kind of get all the choreographed stuff going and they could populate it with the rest of the guys. And they were also getting all the gags set and making sure everything was going to go well doing the walkthroughs. But it included rubber plates and real food, you know, to fly through the air with the greatest of ease there. Because <laughs> there's some good behind the scenes footage out there. Shows the crew, including Gore Verbinski himself, like tossing food from the second story of this. Oh, cavern. really? Yeah. Raining down on the action below. Huh. They just had buckets of this food and they're throwing it overboard. Because uh, I wanted to throw a ship's reference in. They're throwing it over the balcony. Yeah, that would have been a great scene to visit when the filming was going on. Yeah. Wish I was there. But who doesn't like food fights with swords? I'll throw the food. I don't want to be food thrown on me, though. You know, you're always a stickler for things. I know. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to end there. I don't really have anything else. That's it for you today? Yeah, that's it. Okay, that's you know, it for me, too. We're coming back from this stuff, and it's like a... We got to ease back into it, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's been a rough week. It has been a rough week. But we can't let the peeps down nope. out there. So we got to keep it going. The show must go on. So there we go. So food fights and swords, pig pens. Okay, we'll be back on Friday. Why, why drag this out any longer? With minute 73 of Dead Man's Chest. Do I need to go on? <laughs> I mean, until then, Skylarags, let's keep the horns swaggling and the pig wallowing to a minimum. There. And the wine drinking to a maximum. Yeah, I could use some wine. Some rum. Grog it up. Yeah. And eh, we'll go from there. Sounds good. We gotta liven it back up. We gotta get the energy back. I agree. It's a little mellow today. Oh, maybe from you, but I, I was really channeling the excitement. The Norrington excitement. How dare you? Don't take your guns to town, son. Leave your guns at home, Bill. Don't take your guns to town. You've been listening to The Black Pearl Show, and we appreciate it, scallywags. Heather, I know you're still on pirate time and kicking back with the booze, but you may have noticed... Actually, who am I kidding? The only thing you've noticed lately is the inside of the Faithful Bride Tavern. Anyways, our procrastination has paid off yet again and Season 2 is here and we are willfully unprepared. Maybe we can distract people with a Jack Sparrow wave of the hands and send people across that thing called the internet. Check us out on Facebook.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, Twitter.com slash Black Pearl Men, Instagram.com slash Black Pearl Show, SoundCloud.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean, that's for best of clips, and by all means give us a plug and review on iTunes. We'd appreciate it, mateys. Oh, and let's not forget the Facebook Cursed Crew listeners group for post-episode discussions. That's actually a lot to remember, especially if you're in a foggy haze like Heather. Just go to blackpearlshow.com and everything is there at the click of a button. Perhaps I should have just said that from the beginning. This is a Shoutreach Media Production. Pirates don't need no stinking disclaimers, but just for fun. I think all you dirty, filthy bilge rats know that Disney and Bruckheimer Films have no affiliation with us at all, and we have none with those blooming cockroaches. We talk about Pirates of the Caribbean, which is their property, and all that other fun stuff. But I think it's obvious what's ours and what's theirs. There's no need to blur the lines or stir up a bloody rum-filled sweat. As for the music... 
That's with permission or licensed under Creative Commons. So let's give a shout out to Ross Bugden, Six Nail Coffin, and Tommy Wynn. The rest? Well, that's just me. Oh, and maybe Heather.